Welcome to episode 92 of the GB7 podcast. It's the guy everybody love, nobody like Dave, here in my second home, PCB Studios, with the PCB CEO himself. Boost, what up? It's the GB7! Cross from me, I got the easy on the eyes, the one and only, the lovely Moni. Moni, what's going on? Hey, young girl, what it do? To my left, I got the daddy of child, Avi's born, proud pappy, uh... Nympho with the info, young Romanowski Ron, what up? What's good? And we got special guest, friend of the show, y'all already know, T Bush. TB, what's up? What up, though? Thanks for coming back, bro. Uh, Boost, how's your mental? Oh, everything good, bro. You already know. We, we, we rolling, we rolling, we rolling, baby. That's what mm-hmm. I like to hear. You've been talking shit all morning, so I know you feeling yourself. Oh, yeah. I drank a little bit of that Kool Aid. Just, and it's been. <laughs> just it's been up there since then. Just a little bit. Uh, how was your work week? Work was fine, dude. Um, got through the week. We did uh, two picnics this week. So we had a Parma picnic and we had an Akron picnic for the veterans. So uh, I was actually had a good week because I left work at 11, went to the picnic, picnic it ended at 1.30, went home. I ain't even had to Who go was back on to the work. Grill? It wasn't, uh, it, they had it catered by uh, Debella Subs. So they just had everybody with like sub sandwiches and chips and all that. That was nice. Yeah, so, and the parks was pretty damn cool that we went to. I was like, I ain't never been to none of these parks. Uh, James Day Park on, on in Parma, and then it's another park oh, in Oh, that's Akron. up by Parma Town Mall? Yeah, it's somewhere up that way, yeah. yeah. So, there were some, there were some nice parks, though. But yeah, that's what I did all week. I was at, I was at picnics eating subs. <laughs> doing any fly shit? Nah, I ain't doing nothing this week other than uh, yesterday my brother came through and we, we grilled. I put some ribs on the grill. Look at you. Yeah, I was on some... You got that charcoal chimney. Now you think you're a grill yeah, master. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> crazy. I smoked some one time, then I might directly put some heat on it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just on it. Yeah, I'm glad but you... But it turns out good every time, though. That's, that's a subtle flex, too, in grill. Yeah. Niggas who can't grill. I just be looking at them like, man. What's, what's your real recipe, Bruce? What's what's my grill recipe? Your real re- your rib recipe. Uh, I use I I um usually I take the ribs, I kind of pull the membrane off of them, and then I put some mustard on it, all over it. And then I put a rub on there. It can be any rub because I go to Walmart and they got this rub section, and I'll just like start like picking different ones and yeah. then using them, and some come out. All of them actually been good though. You know what I'm saying? And I get the rub on there. And then I, the one time I smoked them, they came out amazing. Mm-hmm. No direct heat. It was like 200 degrees for like mm-hmm. four hours. Mm-hmm. And they, they came out tender and good as shit. Then yesterday I just direct, I kind of didn't direct. I put some water under one side. And then I put the coals on the this other side. Been jock- this nigga been watching. They been watching my shit. They been watching my shit. They been watching my shit. 
They ain't did teach me that though. I'm passing shit off. I'm passing shit off. Yeah, but bitches came out tender and shit too though. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's kind of my recipe. I don't really do much. You record with AG's Convos Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday we did AG's Convos. It was a pretty dope episode with two people. One guy, he had been in jail for 25 years. His girl been with him all through the, the thing, so she was like, "That was dope." They they wrote a few books about how to keep a relationship in jail. Like it was it was it was a good episode though. Shout out AJ's yeah. combos. Um, damn, I don't believe you ain't do shit, man. I you just spent okay. some money on Amazon Prime Day. Oh, yeah, Prime Day, I went ham. I, I probably <laughs> I probably gave him about three hundred dollars because nigga, they had some cheap Soft shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was supposed to get that fucking easy. projector. <laughs> right, he be on it, don't yeah, he? Do what? he do? He, 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 he the content king. Yeah, he he's <laughs> like, nigga, we need the right. content, nigga. Did you cry this week? <laughs> <laughs> Why you us? No, I did not. Thank you for asking. <laughs> he interview each person about they whole right. shits. Like I you know. ain't do nothing. Speaking of Moni, how's your mental? It's cool. It's good. It's good. How's your work week? Great. Great work great. week, you know. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All uh, week. You doing any fly shit? Um, no, not really. I went to a wedding yesterday. It was nice, but I'm not going to do any weddings for a while. Put Why? You, it just puts you, it, for me, it puts me in a certain mind frame that I don't like to go to. Yeah, I was spazzing out when I went to that wedding. I didn't know if you could wear short sleeves. What, what is the mind frame? You you What's the mind frame? For me? Yeah. Um. You want to be married? Dang, you want my business. That's what it is? That's what we're supposed to do? So, I do. And I, you know, I'm definitely happy. Right. Any, you know, happy for the couples, but it kind of, it just be like, dang. When is my when turn? When is my turn? Not really when it's my turn, but like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's really out here. <laughs> and it's good to see, like, you know, people, st- you know, loving on each other, making it work. No, what well, you know what I see when I go to weddings? What? It don't even, it be the total opposite. I be like, I wonder how long they gonna last. Mm. Hate mass nigga, man. Because I've been around a lot of Couples and been to a lot of weddings where people been together and then they're not together anymore over the years. So I'm like, hmm, is this really gonna be one that lasts, or is this gonna be one that's just did he do something and be like, we get married? You know, some Mm. people men do shit and then they be like, huh, put a ring on it. But what I do know is that I don't want a traditional wedding. But I just want to have a nice reception. Like, forget the wedding yeah. part of it. And just, oh, you just like, want to elope. That's what it's called? Yeah, and that's when you just that's go to the courthouse or I go to Vegas and well. just do it. I mean, you try to make it sound basic, but... Yeah, it is basic, but it is. <laughs> my, my mom said that... Because um, my mom went to Vegas and got eloped when she married my, my, my stepfather, William. And then when me and Tia went, she called me and she was like, I heard you went to Vegas and got eloped. I said, no, I did not, man. I did not go to Vegas and get eloped. She was like, I was like, where you hear that from? She was like, Georgia told me. I said, I haven't even talked to Georgia, so why are you even listening to her? So I was like, anyway, what's the bad thing about it? You did it with, with William. Why well, I couldn't go there and get eloped if I wanted to. And she was like, all right. But my family is big on, like, actually going to a church and having and a wedding. It. But let's go, even go back. We got to rewind, though, Mom. Have you proposed a tea and we don't know? Yeah, never. I talk to my girl like this though. Y'all know it. Don't try to play me we like know, I'm but, you know, This yeah, is not a thing. But 
I just have a different perception on on marriage. Me personally, like, dude, it, it's it's useless. If everything good, where is that? Where it's good, where is that? It's just a piece of paper. Hey, it's, more, then, it's more than a piece of paper. And you merging your lives. Tell and yourself that's, that's, I want to merge my I, life. I feel just like, like we merge in that like bed that. while yeah. we merge in life. If when I get married, I want it to be like, this is for y'all. This is for my family. It's for my mama. Like her and I, we already married in our mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. mentally, this is this is what this is already. This yeah. is just a. Mm -hmm. This is just formality at this point. Yeah, this that's, is that's just the with. show off that we we together forever. No, that's type. You. I, I don't no, that's me. That's you. I understand. I can feel it, but I want to be like my husband. I be thinking to myself, like, damn, man. They got. They probably could have put a down payment on a house. Anything. Like, how much these doves cost? <laughs> all these place settings. You ain't even talking to this girl while she here. Like I just be thinking about the money every time I'm at a wedding. Like she but broke I will say, out of pocket for this shit. Yeah, yeah, but I will say their wedding. It was at a nice church. The decorations was nice and simple. Straight to the one all overboard. Straight to it. And then the reception was decorated really, really, really nice. But so you could tell they like what we're gonna focus on. And it's just in the, the their whole ceremony was straight to the point, beautiful but straight to the point. It was just like simply planned. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, but the reception was the turn up. Yeah, it was a turn up. Hmm. Were they late? Oh yeah, baby. How long was the wedding Lord, versus the reception? How long was the wedding, like the actual ceremony? The actual ceremony was maybe twenty minutes, maybe. People was in the church waiting longer for the. So <laughs> they on the invitation it said three, but they didn't get started to four. And what I told my um, friends when we was there, I said, "Nah, it really was supposed to start at four. They know they family." Mm -hmm. Because even when I pulled up, early. yeah, because I was trying to zip my thing up, so I was kind of running late. And my friends like, "Where are you at? Where are you?" I'm like, "Y'all, I was trying to. Zip. I'm by myself." Y'all with y'all husbands, I'm trying to zip my, the back of my uh, jumper up. <laughs> so, and the family, so when I got there, I'm like, dang, I'm going to miss the bride. Because I got there, it was like 310. How do y'all do that? What? When you're single and you got things that zip I up in the back. I use a hanger. I do a lot of stuff. I go That's down. weird. That is I figured it out. <laughs> I never even thought about it. I go next door to my neighbor. Uh, I'll really ask her who I'll go down. If they're not there, I'll go ask my mom. You can fucking. Be like, zip this up for yes. me. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a spot you can get. Because I, I, I know I do, I do it for Tia all the time. Like, but I have Laurent, though. Up? But then sometimes Dude. I have Laurent, so he can help me, but he wasn't there. Why did you buy this if you knew you can't zip it up? Because it's cute. But I can get it zipped. Uh, the question of the day, Ryan, how's your mental? No papi. Yeah. Uh, my mental good. It's getting back up there. I was riding the high from Wednesday. Mm-hmm. My son here. How's that? How was it? Oh, man, it was beautiful. Life changing. And, and for, for your vibers, Dave has took himself to the other side of the mic and put the mic in front of this dude. So Dave's going to sound like he's in the hallway somewhere asking these questions. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell y'all. It's all right. It's all right. We got this, guys. <laughs> his name Avi. 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 Where did you come up with that name from? It's uh, her brother's name. Well, part of her brother's name. She named him after her brother. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, that was, that's a sweet name, though. Yeah. So How do you feel about that? Oh, it was cool. I told her, because I got to do it for my first child, so I told her whatever, you know. I only asked that the last name be my last name. Okay. Yeah, that's You know sweet. what I'm saying? That's the only name I, I, I had, you know, my, my, my um, input. Yeah, that I wasn't trying to budge on. But that's good. 
Congratulations. So what, yes. what you gonna what you gonna call him for short if he if his name Avi? Right. It's like it sounds like I'm, already the Avi is Avi Avi Bethias Ronil Franklin. Okay. What's that? What's that second name? Bastis. That's the first name. Ivy Bastias. Ivy Mathias. Oh, Mathias. Oh, that's his whole name. Yeah, so Ivy oh. is the dick part. Oh, it is the short. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't know that. You didn't put that in the he text. Got, he got you just said Ivy. Yeah, all he said was oh, Ivy. My bad. Cause I was doing too much. Too many people was texting me, asked for pictures and stuff. I'm like, hold on, did everybody wait a minute? You know what I'm saying? So you had to learn how to pause on that because you taking away from your no, enjoyment. No, I was, I was doing what I was I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I got to them later. That's why I said oh. I, I might have people's like I was texting them, but I forgot what they had asked me because I just not got back to them. So, mm. you know, everybody got it. Okay. Once I got settled. Like, don't, don't ruin your moments. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> How, how's the mother and child? Uh, she good, tired and sore, but good. You know, doing what she supposed to do. How long was the, uh, the uh, pregnancy? I mean, the, um... uh, it was 59 minutes. Oh, oh wow. she did it. Push him on out. Damn. Yeah. She had a uh, C-section. Oh, she had a C-section. Oh, she had a C-section. Oh, she's sore. Oh, because oh, he wasn't turning needed... around, right? Yeah, he was breached. Frank oh, breached. oh yeah. that's why it was so much of a day, like an actual day that you yeah. had. He was like, nigga, it's Wednesday and Wednesday only. I'm like, Yeah, like you knew his you birthday. Know. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Didn't know oh, yeah, what time. Yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet. I was hearing them bringing them other stuff, so I was looking at the clock. And then when yeah, I said, like, I was like, 8.14, I'm like, yeah, yeah, the pod out. Yeah, that 8.14. Jump. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, That's pretty, pretty dope. What is sleep schedule like? Now he eat. He about eat. Then he sleep about two hours, wake up. Probably used it. Eat, sleep. Yeah, he at that stage right now. You better enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I already know. I've been through that stage before. You've been there. When you can take them little time, take them little naps and... Outside on the porch chilling, knowing watch, that the baby sleeps. Right. Yeah, right. Sometimes you gotta lay them on the pillow right there because you up. Because if you move them, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. How your mama feel? Oh, she good. She loving it. She was all out there talking about. She called me. <clears throat> she usually called me, asked me about me, or asked me to do something. She <laughs> called me, asked me one thing on talking about one baby doubling coming home. I'm like, I told her, and then I'm like, uh, we're gonna get. We got discharged yesterday. She like, all right, click. I'm like, yep. I said, yeah, yeah I like this. I said, I'm going to defer everything to him. So you can stop asking me now. She was like, she was sitting on the porch yesterday. I'm like, uh, don't worry, in six months, I'm, I'm taking out the trash for y'all and everything, <laughs> open up those. <laughs> Did uh, Anna get to come up to the hospital? No, they only had like, it was two people a day. But uh, when we came home yesterday, she held them and changed them and stuff. Uh, spent some time with them. That's dope, man. Yeah, she can't wait to get him all the time. You on your Eli shit. Oh, you got a you got a you got a babysitter. That's yeah, oh sweet. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She already said she was Big like, sis, like oh, she didn't yeah, tell you, me you she was talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> she said, Don't even worry. <laughs> oh, so so going out ain't gonna be a problem then. That's like all right. Oh no, no. Nah, nah. Everybody <laughs> wanna get him right now. I said, yeah. I said, just wait. Mm-hmm. Just chill out. Let mm-hmm. us let, let him know his parents first. Then he can get to know y'all. Right. Yeah, this is the time where y'all mold him so everybody will want to get oh, him. Yeah. So what I'm saying is don't spoil him to death. Nope. I already told him. He gonna know. <laughs> no stop and don't. <laughs> they, they looking at me now. I be talking to him right now. I talk to him. Like you know what I'm saying. Early on, mm-hmm. winking and stuff at me and stuff. I know. Yeah, smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand. 
You got a boy and a girl. You got the perfect combo. All right. Waited a little long, but you got it. Yeah, had the girl first. Mm-hmm. She prepared me for what I got to go through. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Different ball game, though. Well, yeah, I know what yeah. to do. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, definitely congratulations I, to I you I told both. him already. It ain't going to be me. It's going to be your mother. Right. <laughs> T. Bush, how's your mental? Caught you at the perfect time. Oh, perfect time. <laughs> uh, I'm good, man. This week was just like, uh, you know, kind of R&R, recap a little bit from uh, last week. Last week was crazy for me last weekend, so... This is cool, man. I'm uh, coasting on my way to Tails. It's a big uh, bartender convention next weekend, or next week in New Orleans. So I'm just coming down here to see the Cleveland fam for a little bit, and then off to New Orleans, man. So I'm chilling. Well, yeah, man. That's to be wild. You've been doing some good shit out there in Detroit, man. You've been hosting a lot of shit, fucking bringing a lot of people along. I see you building your team out there, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Shit blew up since the last time you was here, right, kinda. Right, it's been working, bro. Just grinding, dog. That's why I'm. Uh, <laughs> that's why people they see me sometimes. They don't, man. I'm in and out because I've just been really trying to push the culture uh, up in mm. Detroit, man. Trying to push the. It's not a lot of spots where creatives can come together, where the hood can come together, with the suburbs, with all the stuff, and like nothing pop off. That's what I've been and noticing. It's important. The person that, who is connecting all that stuff has to be cool with everybody so that nobody, everybody feels like, I got to respect this cat so yes. I don't want to do no dumb shit here. Right. So I got people from the hood who, like, don't know anything about the bar game, don't know anything about the art. Nothing. None of that. But they, they fuck with me just because they know. And they fuck with the vibe. real from Fango. Like, I mean, we ain't going to pop off here. Right. And the same thing with all those other sectors. So it was cool. Like, last week was, we basically, I mean, we had an event that we were, Expecting to have 500 to 1,000 people, we end up with 2,200 people. Oh. No problems, no issues. Five bars, like all day drinking, did an after party. Nope. The only incident that happened was somebody got drunk and passed out naked in the bathroom. Oh, that was like a step. That was like a step. Party was lit as fuck. That's a real naked. story. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. I was thinking about it when Boots was asking why women were dressed like this. Mm hmm. Shorty was bad, little baddie, had on a romper. And I don't know why these girls do this, but when you go to the romper, you y'all can y'all can attest, don't you, you gotta get yeah. out to get yep. to go to the bathroom, yes. right? I guess Shorty had too many tequilas, took off her joint to go to the bathroom, fell asleep on the seat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like a line at the, in the at the club. She at, fell asleep on at oh. the bar that was the after party is basically like two times the size of the aisle. It's only three bathrooms. So it's the line growing and growing. I'm like, what's going on? People banging on the door. It's like 20 minutes. Bang it on the door. We finally get it open. Shorty just slumped. <laughs> Nate, like, lump her on the floor around her ankles. I'm like, gotta oh. close the door and <laughs> get her together. Right. Real. Get oh, some, man. Get but luckily, where was her friends? Well, I don't know where her friends are, but my sister and my cousin were still there, and I was like, yo, y'all hey. need to come in. <laughs> like, give me, give me right. one minute, people. Right. I know y'all need to use it, but so, we got yeah. a situation right. 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 Yeah. Oh, she, I know the next day, she like, what? Yo, the, the bar put it on social media, like, the party was lit. Thank you, T-Bush. Thank you, Thor. Uh, to the person that passed out, like... We appreciate y'all. We taking the day off. That's how we all feel. Like Shorty fell in the stall the other day. Like it was. She made, uh, I saw her the other day. She, she made light about it. She had a good time. Okay. It was cool. She not. Cool. 
Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good though. So that's yeah. too sometimes. Your official title is brand ambassador? Yeah, I'm a portfolio ambassador for McCarthy, yeah. I seen the picture when you had a the other brand ambassadors with you. Like y'all went on a little trip or something? Uh and we always traveled, bro. With Puerto Rico probably, when it was a bunch of us. Yeah. yeah, we went we went so Bacardi is not only a distiller, like they make rum, but they're also a supplier. So Bacardi owns Duce, Patron, Grey Goose, Bombay, a bunch of other liquors. So that's what I mean when I'm a portfolio ambassador. I, I represent their entire portfolio versus just the singular spirit of Bacardi. Yeah. Okay. Right. So how many <laughs> ambassadors is it in the States? Uh, we have, I want to say it's like 17 of us all day. 15. We just lost two. Like portfolio ambassadors is 17. That's hundreds of ambassador because each brand like there's a right there's a azul ambassador it's, each brand has ambassadors but as far as what i do like handling the portfolio it's 15 of us now that's good wow how many look like you four that's dope i got a uh, my team consists of people in atlanta dc uh houston and myself yeah just four of us Indeed. and then my boss is a Nigerian dude, Nigerian born, or Guyan born, but grew up in London and is from New York with a black dude. And then we got like two heads, David Akins and Tammy Amar. And those are, it's literally, Bacardi had a, a conference in Vegas of 1,700 people that showed up and I met all the black people. We were there for a week and I met all of them. It was probably like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe 70 of us total, like, throughout the whole company. This is, again, yeah. 1,700 people, so it was wild. But. I never I never really got into rum like that just because it wasn't, like, in the hood for some odd reason. No, no. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, a pop. You didn't really hear people rapping about it. It was mm -hmm. just, like, Hennessy and fucking. It was there, though. I, I, it I was there. I, I know about it. I Bacardi Heavy in college. So I used to, that's what I used to drink. In college, I was I mean, Bacardi, Bacardi Lamont. Yeah. Yeah. Bacardi Lamont. Yeah. Bacardi Lamont. That was my drink. Was it was there. Everybody yeah. has their first experience with Rome. Like, yeah. I made a song about Bacardi. Sneaking into your people's uh, joint and pouring Bacardi and Coke, and like that's, mm -hmm. you know everybody drink that. But was interesting, you know me and uh, the the stories behind all the liquor and yeah, everything. Like, that's what I was real, real talk. Like rum is authentic and uh, innate to us. Like being from the transatlantic slave trade, like it's very much so uh, a black spirit. We have cognac has a. Uh, big tie to us because of the, what happened in like, World War II, basically. So World War II, obviously black men weren't, black people, period, were not treated as equal in this country. But we right. were also overseas in Europe fighting for our country. Right. We were actually in France in the region of Cognac, and they treated us like human beings. They actually, like, they fucked with us. They, you know, uh. it was, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Open it up doors. Yes, you got this table. Boom, boom. They actually treated you like a human being while you're over there fighting for a country. Don't really rock with you like that at all. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do as a black man who, who returns back to Mississippi or Alabama? You going to go and drink this Johnny Red, Rebel Red whiskey, or you going to bring this Cognac back where you can remember times with your comrades where you actually, like, yeah. felt like a, a man? And that's our it, that's our like connection with Cognac. That's why we that's why we've all seen our uncles with the red cup and the henny like drink. It's been in our it's been a part of our community since then. I didn't know why I was in the culture so mm -hmm. much, but that's that why. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it does. Uh, rum was 
use the fucking travel, right? Like you said, in tra- like Navy-proof rum? Yeah. What's Navy. the story behind that shit? Navy it is basically making a... So what we know after the prohibition is 80-proof. 80-proof is like you can get something distilled where you can drink, you can consume it and not fuck yourself up. You're not okay. going to die, right? Navy-proof has to sit in barrels that are not tempered. You got rats, you got bugs, you got all type of stuff that sit on the ship. But Navy-proof is at 120, so it's so strong. That don't nothing fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, don't nothing fuck with it. But it, and eventually, by the time you get from point A to point B, you know, this ain't a flight. You know what I'm saying? You're on a boat for right. months trying to get from point A to point B. By the time you get there, it levels off at around 90, and you can still consume it, and it preserves itself. That's Navy. Oh, wow. I heard it was something okay. about it was harder to actually move water, too. Yeah. Because like, of, of the vessels, right? If right. If you move in water, water in a wooden barrel that's never been tempered, never been torched, nothing, yeah. it's going to be stale rock, water. Right? Yeah, stale water. Every, yeah. Fuck yourself up drinking some fucked up water. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, so be, fucking r- rum was helping people fucking make those yeah. trips. Rum and beer. That's why, yeah, like, beer. IPA, the hops, that's a, that was like a happy accident. Yeah. Because people, in the, again, translating slave trade, there was, like, British soldiers coming from Britain going to Africa to pick up slaves. They were putting hops in the beer or the ale to preserve it. But because if they didn't, they would get sick and die. Oh, basically. wow. Uh, the hops turned, changed their flavor, and people are like, oh, I like this whole bitter thing, but that was literally just a mistake just to preserve the beer. It had nothing to do with, like, trying to make something taste better or anything like that. Mm. Oh, wow. Like, people have been drinking since Ever. being alive. Like, that's, since like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, you turned water into wine. Human beings itself have been mom, eating bro. and drinking, yeah, period. Good so, plan. I love this, man. I love that I come down here and it's not, like, just kicking it with the homies. That's what we do. Your second home, like they say. You gotta man. come here and chill. He brought us some gifts, as always. Yeah. You wanna fucking explain what this shit is? Because I don't know what. So, is. I gotta do a little, uh, I'm sure people, friends of the pod or listeners of the, of the pod have heard of what Dave and I talk about uh, Spotted Owl. I'm doing a little rum tasting there from five to eight today because it's tasting tree rum. Uh, and I wanted to practice on the on the fam. I wanted to get y'all a little like sneak peek at what I'm gonna do out there. But basically, I'm gonna go through three expressions of rum that we feature here, uh, feature at Bacardi. We're gonna do the eight year, the ten year, and the Limitada Reserve. So Limitada Reserve. That's all fucking And these are like sipping rum. Yeah, they're sipping rum, sipping rum. So a lot of us again, our first. Uh, you know, our first time messing around with rum is like rum and coke or somebody get a bunch of different flavor rum bottles and put them in a punch and you drink them and now you got a sugar hangover the next day. Right. Uh, but actually, uh, Facundo, Don Facundo, the person who started Bacardi, was the first person who kind of mastered the profile of a sipping rum or like changing it. Like changing the, changing the profile from it just being a spirit that you use to get fucked up and actually like making it an elegant tasting. Yeah. He was a he was a shop owner in Cuba. Facundo is a Don Bacardi is actually a Cuban rum. But after the uh what it was it after Prohibition and everything with Castro and whatnot, Fidel Castro kinda took over Bacardi's uh distillery and his whole business. So they fled and took all their resources and everything with them, opened up a distillery in Puerto Rico and Mexico and that's why it's called huh. Puerto Rican rum. But it's really Don Facundo is from Cuba. Cuba. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but while he was there, he was a shop owner. He owned like a liquor store, basically, like a wine store. And he realized that there was like affluent Cubans who could afford 
the, the good stuff, and then everybody else was drinking the stuff that they actually called Water of Life, which is, it was just fire water. It was fucking terrible, like, moonshine <laughs> type of deal. He's like, man, there's, but you, as any place else, the majority of people are not poor or rich, they're middle class. So it's like, where in the middle of the road can we figure out I can make a spirit that's better than this fire water, Bullshit. but not as expensive as these like crazy French wines we get imported in. And that's where this came in. That's where Bacardi started. Hmm. How much of this did you know before you got with Bacardi? Because I know you was a mixologist and you I was mean, heavy into the yeah, fucking game. I, so to be to be quite honest with you, uh, I was a big like Scotch and whiskey and cognac buff before I got hired by Bacardi, uh, but. The, I love the, the stories of this stuff. I think, again, food, art, dance, drinks, those are things that universally brings us together. Like, yeah. I don't have to be able to speak the same way you speak. No. I don't have to... We touch cups. No shit about you. Yeah, we touch cups and you sit this. I can look at your expression and know if you like it or not. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Uh, same thing with food, same thing yep. with culture, art. Like, I don't have... We don't have to do all that. Uh, so I think, to me, it's a, the story is important because it kind of... It brings us all together, like on a human aspect, and so I just kind of dove in. Obviously, Bacardi's the name of my paycheck, so you got to know about the people's paycheck. Absolutely, you, right? of course. Uh, I was just wondering because I, I just remember how much y'all used to fucking study, yeah, all type of shit about making drinks and the history of drinks. And Will was a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure everything out. Right. To fucking just. Couldn't let shit go. And but then but that, T. Bush study habits was always top notch though. Even when he was doing the mixing of the drinks. Yeah. And he told us he used to write everything down and all the different recipes. So you gotta think about it. If your if your if your uh, study habits is like that, when you get into something else that you're interested in, you're gonna really know what you, you're talking about. And that's the thing, man. I like to I don't ever wanna sound like a recording. I don't right. wanna sound like this bullshit. Like yeah. I I don't I talk like this. That's the part I think Part of the um, my draw with Bacardi is that I'm me all the time. Yeah. Like, I enter into presentations and I say, what up, though? Because I'm from Detroit. And yeah. I make the crowd what up, say, what though? up, though? Like, I talk to people <laughs> like this. I just know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. So right. it doesn't come off. I do that at my job, too. Contrived. I, I literally be like, it's this patient there. And he'd be like, he'll call me every now and then on my work phone. And... He don't even say hello. This is he say what up though because he knows me. He like I know this is your extension, so if you answer the phone, I'm gonna say what up though. But he a cool dude though. It's just funny that they 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 latch on to that because it's like you're being yourself. You're not being you're relatable. Else. Yeah. You're not trying to act the whiteness. You're really yeah. like being yourself and still being professional at the same time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in a spot where fucking there's only fifteen of y'all, I can see how some people might try to change. So they could fit in with Little the culture. Yeah. We, my team, uh, shout out Tara, Nate, and Rich. Very, like, hold ourselves accountable. Hold ourselves to the task of like, be you when you're mm. doing this shit. Like all the time, remind ourselves. Like they, they hired us for a reason. It's because we do this like this. So just continue to do our yeah. thing. Yeah, that's sweet. Do y'all have uh, like yearly seminars to update y'all on? New facts about the company and shit. Well, we like talk. That. We we have a we have an ambassador meeting every week uh, on Thursday, like via Zoom, and then we probably get like physically together. My team is probably together like five times out of a year in different places. Like looking at, you know, we'll go to a, 
we're in those four markets, right? So we're in Houston, D.C., Atlanta, and Detroit. So we'll go places where we're not at on a regular, like a Memphis. Like, uh, I mean, I handle Cleveland and Columbus as well. But like, we'll go to places like a Memphis. We'll go to places like a Minnesota that has a budding black population. We'll yeah. go to uh, Seattle, Washington. has a big black population. We'll go to places where it's a lot of us out there, but mm-hmm. none of us are actually, that's not our primary spots to kind of show them love for a week. And in that time, take ourselves to task about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, let's not be redundant. It's not, everything is not a party. Our job is for education like things like that. Like we try to make sure we stay well-rounded in it. Do, do Bacardi support you, you and your team, and making those decisions on your own? Yeah. Like, we want to go to Memphis. It's a big, big shout out to Bacardi for giving us. It is a very like entrepreneurial spirit in this. Like they're like, look, this if is you your go, budget. Go get it. This is your budget. This is what you got to do. Go ahead, bring us back the results, and we kind of like come up with the game plan ourselves. Obviously, there's things, there's bigger things like, for instance, tales of the cocktail. There, this is the 20 year anniversary of that. Like that's something that's established. We're always going to be there. Um, right. So there's like bigger thing, BCB that happens in uh, New York or Bartenders Weekend in San Diego. Those things are already established. But all like the little stuff, the bartender educations, the fundamentals of bartender training, things like that, that's we get to choose where we go and kind of like impact the, impact the city or we, what we touch. So. When y'all touch down, do y'all like go to establish cocktail restaurant, I mean spots? We try to find black bartenders. Like we literally spend the first... 36 to 48 hours just go hitting bar after bar after bar looking for black bartenders and then it's dope as fuck yeah it's, it's not it's not a bad so you gig, basically yo. you like trying to get into like don't try to present these drinks when you when you bartending basically yeah yeah, yeah. But, I, but not even I'm not even presenting drinks man. I'm just trying to like get to know people yeah, I understand yeah. but I'm saying that as your job as a Bacardi you talking to bartend, bartenders to tell them like alright this is the drink that we make da 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 Oh, no, no, it's um. So I'm trying to introduce you to people. Yeah, I'm just, in, I'm just like my. I don't necessarily sell the liquor. Like I, I try to highlight black, brown, LGBTQ spots by using my portfolio. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. All right. So let's say like Boosie, you own a spot. Right. And it's not downtown Cleveland, but it's going it's going up, right? You you get a little traction, but you don't got all the traction. Well, I have, even if I don't know everybody in Cleveland, I have a bunch of big eyes on my Instagram. I have a bunch of big eyes from Bacardi. I have a bunch of dollars coming yeah. from that space as well, yeah. right? So I'm going to throw a party at your spot. We're going to do a, a education, and we're going to educate not only people in the industry, but just consumers in in general, we're going to educate them about cognac because that's what we're drinking right now anyways, right? We'll educate them about cognac and then afterwards we're going to throw a party sponsored by Doucet. I need you to bring in 20 cases to make sure we don't run out of this and I'm going to help you out a little bit with these cases and we're going to keep it pushing. And like, that's oh. kind of what I do. Oh. <laughs> but that's like, that's just like the party aspect. There's other times where I just go into spots like today. I'm just going to the aisle and teaching people about rum. Like, that's oh, okay. it. And, yeah. and they are, to support me, running drink specials at their other concept, Twin Palms, like outside the patio, with my portfolio. But I'm oh, literally right. just going to do education. But oh. I'm going to do what I do here, minus the minus the other party favorites that we got. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, man. Fuck. It's gotta be knowing how you started to getting here now. You gotta feel like it all paid off. 
it was never planned for this to be the route. You know that. Uh, you we, we talked all the time about me trying to open up my own spot, trying to open up St. Elsewhere. And then uh, it it just never came to fruition that way. It, But it's funny to think about the stuff I do now versus when I was sitting in that bar on a Tuesday when nobody was there, just picking up a bottle and an iPad and like learning about the stuff because it's paying off now. Now it's like, it's real hard to stump me on some liquor. So yeah, man, it's cool. It's, it's, I do not miss a moment to kind of reflect on like where I was. Shit. Five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago, type of deal. Like, and you, you can't even say that you still won't open up your own spot. No, one day. yeah, yeah, that's not, that might be a thing yeah, just later, later on, in the future. Later like, on. Uh, so just... it's definitely on my. The thing about opening up a spot, man, when you are like me and such like a nerd about the shit, and so like I wouldn't have my hands on it. It, I'm scared. That somebody gonna fuck it up? No, it's um you gotta you gotta be married to that spot, bro. Like yeah. you, that's your wife. Like that's where you at. And I don't. This job has given me so much freedom. Wrong. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to be just one spot all the time. <laughs> I was talking to my sister the other day. She's like, "Where's what's your happy place?" And I'm like, right after TSA, I throw my bag on, I put on my headphones, I put Jay Z on, and I walked to my like to the gate. Mm-hmm. That's like the best part of my life. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like that. It's a good 10 feeling. minutes is like, I'm the shit. I'm the <laughs> shit. I'm on my way. Like, I'm about to jump on the plane right now. I'm about to get paid to work. Yeah. Drinking alcohol. Like, I, I love that. Like, that's. So, I, I don't know if I'll ever. Who knows, man? 50 years old, got some little peeps and little dogs up under me, and I can, like, actually groom them to do what I do yeah. when I'm, like, going to be stationary for a little bit. But for right now, I, I really like moving. You could do it. So, I got a question because you've been talking a lot, Dave. Wow. Jesus. Damn. Yes, like, queen. your question yes, was coming back to back to back. Yeah. Like, you wasn't giving nobody a chance to say anything. I was cutting this nigga Boosie, off. Boosie, yeah, but I, I, I'm not Boosie. I don't care about Boosie. Because Boosie has stopped the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quiet. Don't get, don't act like that. I'm not acting I'm like nothing. <laughs> so, I, well, go back to the part where you were like, you don't want to be, like, you said the bar would be like a marriage. It'd be your wife. Like, you don't want to be tied down? No, it's not that. I want to be married at one point, but I feel like you don't like opening up a spot, opening oh, up I a get bar. It. You would have to, yo, my girl would have to be involved because you're there. You there? Like it's not no, not the way I would run it all day. Like, I'm so meticulous about this and mm-hmm. how I would want it to be, and I would never do like a stuffy right. cocktail spot. Okay. But okay. it would, it would have to be ran a certain way. It would be. In honor of my grandmother and my, my my aunt, like I would never fuck around with it. So I, until I'm able to give myself that much time to do it, it's not really on a priority on my list right yeah. now. Hmm. Wise enough to know when I can and cannot. Got, do got more stuff. questions? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Look, he now you gotta ask permission to ask his next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, when you were saying you don't want to get married to it right now, I was thinking about uh, Steph, uh, um, Porco. Mm. He waited until he was older when he ain't had shit to do and yeah. was like, I, I feel like I could open something special right. real close to me. You know what I'm saying? That that was just his little project and that shit turned out to be And his general manager is who? His wife. Mm-hmm. 
Vinny's general manager from start to finish because she because they like the, this is their baby now yeah. like they do it together so she's never gonna feel slighted like this business comes before me this thing comes it's like no nah, this is us yeah. this is our retirement we, plan this is what we doing we always together we always together <laughs> you can't say I ain't, I'm kicking it with the boys no I'm with you <laughs> all the time we just out here working it is what it yeah. is but. they fucking. Nationally known too, man. It ain't nationally a, known. Where they located? Little spot on twenty fifth. On twenty fifth and uh, yeah, what is that? It's right before the. Right next to the Nestle, Nestle plant. Nestle plant. It's called mm. Porco. It's a little tiki bar. Oh wow! Oh, I, that is nice. I've been in there. It's really nice. Really nice. Intimate. It takes yes, very intimate. All wrapped out the bar. Cause I was like, you don't go in through the front. You go in through, like to the side, yeah. right? Yeah. What's dope about that spot is how much they take care of the industry, though. Like they really do. Oh yeah. Like family meals where they'll just like it's free food. The drinks are hella discounted. Just come up and like commune together. Like really. I know y'all got y'all ass kicked all week. They were big on that when, like, in the height of uh, the Cavs and LeBron, like, mm-hmm. every other week they had family week. Because I know y'all been downtown getting y'all ass whooped working this yeah. and a third. Let me take care of y'all. Like, I, I respect Steph and his wife for that, for sure. Yeah, man, they take care of their people for sure, man. For sure. I remember when Will, the Spotted Owl and Porco was having their little rivalry, <laughs> little dumb <laughs> shit that'd go on. And it was just like, ah, you got here and put a flag behind our bar, you could drink all night for free. Yeah. <laughs> it was little shit. It was like a, a little war. And to see where both of them dudes took them spots in that time frame when it wasn't really a lot of... Co- now it's a lot of cocktail spots. Yeah. But back then it wasn't... Like, what's the difference between mixed drinks and fucking cocktails, man? I would say the first difference is uh, like quality of the ingredients that you're mixing. Mm-hmm. So, for like nobody's, you're not gonna find ocean spray at a cocktail bar. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's making like a cranberry cur- a cordial. Right. You know what I'm like I think that's the difference. Like the intent in the uh, yes, the intent in the ingredients kind of makes something craft versus it just being like a mixed drink. And no, it's every. I think everything has its place. Yeah. You know, there's I. It's a spot down the street for me, but on my house called Teresa's. They ain't never shook a drink in their life, but it's a cocktail. It's a not a cocktail bar, but it's a bar where I frequent all the time. It's like in the hood. Everybody go up there. It's, it's the spot, but yeah, I'm not a It has their place. It has its place. It's busy as hell. She don't got time to be doing all that shit. Like it's a it's a bar. You know? like, I'm not a I'm not opposed to Jameson and Ginger Ale. Right. But sometimes yeah. I like going to cocktail spots, and people be like. Why are you going there and paying that money? I'm like, it's kind of the experience. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's an experience. Yeah. You can sit and talk to somebody and don't even know, like, none of the shit that's on the menu. And be like, they'd be like, what you drink? I'd be like, I like whiskey. You, you know, put something in it. Ah, you ever try this? And we got a drink like that or whatever. But it's like the experience. It's mostly no TVs. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely agree with you. It's the ambiance. I think that a lot of times with like a cocktail bar, uh, you're there to kind of engage with whoever you came with or engage within like this drink. We're at a neighborhood spot, right? Like like, like one of my favorite bars in Cleveland is Touch of Italy. But it's like it's pour, pulling up. You, you didn't drink. You didn't kick it with your people and drink and eat. Yeah. And it's not about how much liquor she put into this drink or who gives a fuck. Like, we're right. out here trying to have a good time, yeah. trying to kick it, trying to relax after this nine to five we just did. 
But if you going somewhere, you know, you going to a cocktail bar, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a date night or it's a not. I mean, I don't even want to make it seem like it got to be that special because you could just go to a cocktail bar just for whatever. Chill, but yeah. like, you're there to kind of decompress a little bit on a different way. It's a quiet mm-hmm. experience, more mm-hmm. like intimate. Yeah, yeah, man. People don't like you take people who only been to those pour and go spot shots and beers to one of those spots and they they get a little uncomfortable and they'd be like why is it taking so long like just sit and watch what that person doing it's been my favorite thing in the last couple of months to like uh i've been meeting a bunch of different people where it's like outside of the liquor industry i'm doing a lot of like charity stuff uh we've been working with there's an hbcu up in detroit called lewis college of business the only hbcu up there but i've taken their administrative team like out because we're they have a culinary institute within their school so we are working with a bacardi scholarship to kind of put people through culinary school that's there. dope but I've, I've gotten a chance to like take 55 year old middle-aged white ladies out to dinner and i'm like i'm gonna take you to this hood barbecue spot and make you uncomfortable the same way i'll take some dude who like wants to do a charity event for like a bat of a basketball team and like wants to somehow have Bacardi sponsors so the parents to show up and like they have something to do while the kids are doing this basketball program, this football program. All right, I'm gonna take you and your people to just talk about this to this super, super high end cocktail bar. I just like seeing people be uncomfortable because I think you get mm-hmm. the, the 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 rawness of them. Like I, they're so worried about whatever Perception. the fuck else is going on. That I'm, anything I'm asking you, just trying to answer so you can continue to worry about what the fuck is going on around you. <laughs> and uh, that's been my favorite thing, man, like putting people in different spaces they normally are and then watching them, being able to be the facilitator to like help them get comfortable. Them. Like, dog, this is, Regular you're here with me. Yeah. I, you know I'm not the dude going to be like looking down at you like, I can't believe you don't know how to drink this or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm here to like, let's let's do this together and like get through it. That's, that's the shit, bro. Yeah. So we just... I just passed out something for y'all. I want y'all to everybody take a little sip real quick. Alright. Which one is this? I all the listeners, y'all can pretend to take a sip. I don't know. <laughs> so that's Bacardi A year. So yeah. a little bit about Bacardi. Bacardi owns a brand called Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy is a bourbon. Rum. I, think I heard of that. Rum can be aged in any type of barrel. This eight years aged in a whiskey barrel. This whiskey barrel's been charred. And it gets shipped over to Puerto Rico from Kentucky. When they when it touches down in Puerto Rico, it's still wet, like it's <laughs> still rum or still bourbon in there. Mm. So you gonna get a lot of caramel notes. You are gonna get a lot of like, yeah, we got yeah. that. Yeah, yeah little that. caramel, little nutmeg. You gonna get a lot sweet. of like, very orange, sweet. very sweet, right? Um, what's also dope about how Bacardi does it is it's Ooh. open uh, aging, <laughs> meaning like the warehouse that they're doing it in is mm-hmm. literally like open air coming through. So you get like it's called they call it tropical aging. There's no extra heat to it, but the rooftop is clear. So, like, the sun's beaming down on these barrels and things like that. It's almost like cooking it inside the barrel. And that's why you oh, get all wow. those whiskey notes and everything. Oh. Mm. This is probably, to be honest with you, this is my my favorite. So, when El Facundo made this, this was, like, the family reserva. So, this they only did this at, like, weddings and funerals, basically. And nobody else could get this. And then, eventually, he, he passed away. The generation down the line, it was like the third son was like, "Yo, this we is the best shit money. Yeah, we gotta run this. <laughs> we, gotta <get> money. <laughs> we gotta run this." Grandpa was tripping, right? Grandpa was tripping on this tradition shit. Great grandpa, some bread. Yeah, man. But I, what I, you made a point, Dave, earlier. You were talking about how you know you don't really see rum in the hood. I think it's because it's like the lack of education. Because yes. people drink cognac 
straight. <laughs> and this has very people drink bourbon and whiskey straight. Yeah. In our community, right? Yeah. And this has very similar, 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 yeah. similar. Yeah, it's got that spice. Right? Yeah. And I think it's and the dope thing about rum is literally just some type of sugar, whether it be molasses, uh, cane sugar, or cane stem, some type of uh, fermented yeast and water. It's, it's extremely cheap to make. So mm. like you could, like for instance, this is the second tier, the the second to top tier that we have. We have a, a black limitada. This is the reserve limitada. There's a black limitada that's a little bit more pricier than this, but this is like. Fifty dollars bottle, mm. and this is like the second best thing we have. Uh. Versus, for instance, my one of my uh, other things in my portfolio was Duce. Duce starts off at a VSOP. So the difference between it, so Hennessy VS is only aged for two years. VSOP is aged for four years. XO aged for ten years. Duce starts off at a VSOP. It starts off at. $60 a bottle right yeah. so like that's the you know so that's the difference this 8 year the one we just tasted is like 28 bucks because of sugar yeah, yeah. water I actually sugar, that's water, the water, you brought that one time and we had it and I looked it up and I found out everything about that 8 year the 8 year and I was like so it's different brands of it like get higher in price pricier yeah. and I was like oh yeah. okay the 8 year is nice man and it's, yeah. it's more again like it's bourbon barrel, bourbon barrel, bourbon aged uh, rum. So it's literally meant to sip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I can fuck with dollar. Yeah, it's still hitting the back of my throat right now. Right? I right. took that sip a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's thick, it's viscous. That's that tropical aging. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how that goes. I like it. I like it a lot. Speaking okay. of which, man, this uh, this little blue drink you put together is uh, it's all right, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? I've been dabbing a little bit here. I, I see you, bro. Okay. <laughs> you was at a wedding last night. You was already. I didn't. Mm -mm. You I didn't do too much because I had to sing this morning. So, you know, liquor makes your voice. Oh, work. yeah. She went to church this morning, yes. people. I forgot to tell y'all. It was. Well, she prayed for us. Mm -hmm, My money prayed for me. Come on, yes. Had me on her mind. All right, yes. <laughs> yes. You know that, boy was, that boy was in the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in church early. He was in the school choir early in my life. Y'all see fucking uh, our president's son. And broke crack. into his phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I'm like, dude, why is how did this even get out? This yeah. is some bullshit. Why he ain't talking about that? Why you feeling? But why should he? Hmm? Why should he gonna, talk about that? Ain't nobody gonna talk about something that's going yeah, on in their family. Yeah. No, I do that. You ain't got to jump in front of that. Hold on, I'm just this whole. I'm just this whole joint. Biden's son. Hunter, what's Biden. his name? Hunter. 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 Yeah. He smokes crack. They broke into his phone. I thought they knew that he smoked crack. They already. know, yeah. They they knew he, had, he supposedly had went to rehab. He came back from Iraq, right? He had like PTSD. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I thought they already knew that. Nah, they but broke into his phone. But get in front of it to say what? Just, hey, my son's going through something. Uh, so I don't know. You got to say something. Why? No, he being real. This is real life. Like That's my son. That's not me. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> what, what are they breaking in his phone for? Exactly. Who broke in his know. phone? I don't know who broke in this phone, but you can't just be talking about uh, we locking people up for five years for crack. And I'm saying, though, he wasn't selling it. Over five he years. was smoking it. He said if you get caught with it, yeah, you but get caught with a quarter-size rock, 
the size of a quarter. So, You're going to jail for five years. I get that. So was his son caught with it, or they seen his video? They just seen the video. Well, they just seen the okay, video. Okay, then. So, I mean... I don't even think about the video. Give him a drug test. No. No, you can't. Ass jumped up. You can't do shit. Nah. <laughs> 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 oh, when they coming for you, they coming for oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying, Dave. I see your point. I think that, uh... He just gonna sit there? Like, we don't, we don't see your son? I don't think there's, nothing, there's no recourse. There's nothing he can do. Like, he... He probably don't know what there. to say. Right. True. <laughs> He the head of the executive branch. They it's enforce the laws. Bro. He probably still don't know what to say. He don't. He don't know. That's what the to problem. Say. That's he the probably problem. going through it himself. Right. He don't know. He's still what a to human say. being. Right. So are we supposed to be down, down talking Biden right now, or are we? Yeah, I don't. What yeah. are we trying to do with him? Well, first and <laughs> foremost, we need him to make better decisions with this Russia thing. Stop. Would he, would he just give out another $40 billion or something to the military? Yeah. No, $870 billion. Mm. Bro, we can spend that in a lot of different places. It's a lot of fucking vets that's going through shit and homeless. Speaking of Russia, I kept telling, I kept saying to y'all, and I even said it to this guy here a couple of weeks ago, I knew Russia had some type of motive for holding... What's her name? Oh, Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. I kept saying it. Terrell was like, they ain't worried about her. They want their guy from here. They mm-hmm. want to do a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Remember we were sitting down and You're I told right. you that. Oh, is that? You're right. I'm like, no, nah, it's deeper. I said, it's for deeper than weed. that. It's deeper. Over some weeks. But I think they are overestimating the power of Brittany Griner. <laughs> like, yeah. she, obviously, right? Because yeah. if that was like... Somebody important, that was somebody the trade would have been made already. already. Yeah. Okay. They, I can agree with that, but and it's not even to say I'm. It's, I'm not. A, I'm not trying to slight Brittany Grinder. Oh no, no, be, no. There's only. I don't. I honestly don't think there's only one basketball player right now who could garnish that. Who could garnish that type of trade? And that's right. LeBron James. Like I don't. Think, I think if that happens to anybody else. They ass is over there. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's bigger than... Especially in Russia. Yeah, it's bigger than... than, than she uh, got to do that 10. Yeah. She got to do that 10. Yeah, yeah. It is bigger than her, but I'm saying, I'm telling you, they still is using it as... as oh, no, you were right. Even though you were right. the war, you know, with everything that's going on, they still, like, we're going to use whatever. Everything. Like, but now they're saying that she had a, uh, a medical card for that. So... Basically, they pulling that, trying to pull that card and see how that's, that works. It, it, that's that's using our laws over yeah, here. Over here, yeah. Yeah. Over here. illegal. Over her here. defense just trying anything they can to get her out. Right. You see, fucking. But that's their job. So Drake got caught in Switzerland smoking a fucking. You can go back, bro. Yeah. You got. We ain't trying that shit. We did with ASAP. Rock Switzerland is like Switzerland is also not Russia. Switzerland right. let mm-hmm. you do whatever. Man. Right. It's like, uh, but then they fucking weird. keep ASAP for some weed. That wasn't Switzerland. That was uh, where was he at? He was he was like in the Netherlands or something like that. Is there, I mean, you got to be careful when you're traveling, bro. My my dude told me uh, he went to Dubai with his wife, not his girl, not his side chick, like his wife, and almost got arrested because he, public service, he was public yeah, he had his hand on her ass, mm-hmm. and like the boys came, like the somebody in the yeah, establishment called the shit. police as he was walking out. 
surrounded by cops. Like, Jesus. Like, we don't, his wife. Mm-hmm. I was hey, like, I dog, yeah. I would never go to Dubai. No. What? What no. am I doing? What no. are we doing? I would never. That's one of them places I want to go. No. People, I think people it's so go beautiful just because it's beautiful. There. It's beautiful. Yeah. From the pictures. That's like, but you got to learn, a, you have to learn the culture. You have to learn the culture. Learn the jail, learn the that's how I walk. If I'm traveling with my lady, <laughs> you but when you go somewhere else, you have to learn their rules. You can't just go places where they rules fit my lifestyle. That too, <laughs> right? That too. I don't even think you can hold hands. Yeah, yes, yeah, so he was saying you can't hold hands. Like you can't even hold no hands. Y'all gotta know the laws of where y'all go. Yeah, man, be careful. Y'all getting flew out to Dubai. Y'all better. <laughs> you would think though, jobs or something. What they call? Her. <laughs> <laughs> you would think cats would know how to move like that. I mean there's different laws going to different neighborhoods yeah there's different laws right. going to different cities you yeah know for sure yeah. That, that are undisclosed laws that you just that you just know for sure or at least tap into somebody that knows like, that knows yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta tap in people be saying that's, that's sucker shit like, just going from state to state when you check I in know. with somebody like oh I can go somewhere and I ain't gotta check in like alright you go ahead and do that mm-hmm. I need I need a god to tell me no we're not going there right <laughs> we can mm-hmm. go here this is cool this is more your vibe I don't wanna just be trying to maneuver in cities without mm-hmm. that was a young boy game that's yeah. when he was young you will do that I ain't doing that shit no more uh, so I haven't heard anything about this Akron case at Nothing. all. No, like, I mean, I've heard, I haven't heard anything since. Oh. Like, I know what happened, but I haven't heard. Yeah, well, the, the latest, the latest story is that he did get, he got, he didn't get hit 60 times, he got hit 46 times, which yeah. ain't even no they better. Shot him like 90. But, uh, he died from internal bleeding. Yeah, internal yeah. bleeding. No type of drugs was in his system or anything like that, but he died from bleeding, from yeah. bleeding out, which is a horrible death. Are y'all hearing, I mean, the, is it more, is the news about it more pertinent down here in Cleveland than it is in Detroit? Like, no. y'all, is, are they talking about it more? It was, they were talking about it a lot on the news in the morning. Um, all day they were, but then they kind of um, slowed down a little bit. They had a curfew because his funeral was just happened, so it kind of... Mm. Stop talking about it so much. I guess they was trying to respect the family because of the funeral. Um, but it's, I mean, it's pretty big. Which we call it. Spike Lee was here for his funeral. Like a lot of people came mm. to his funeral to support mm-hmm, to support the family. But the who does the um, autopsy? What's they call it? Uh, that medical examiner. Yeah, she gave her whole synopsis of it. So he he died a horrible death because he bled to death. Yeah, so he was in pain while he was dying. To your point, I don't see a big social media presence about yeah, it. You know what bro. I'm saying? Like, like a all. story of that level. I, I really don't see it. I don't know. Maybe we get are we I, getting desensitized? I, 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 to say, I, I think yeah. we, I, think I think people are, are getting tired of protesting something that nothing is happening about. Yes, right, Boosie. So it's like people just like, I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? Like I care. I'll talk about it if it's up, but I'm not about to keep posting stuff about we need to de-police the police or do whatever we need to do and ain't nothing gonna happen at the end of the day but somebody but still at the end of the day it still doesn't mean that people are not trying to fight for this or do whatever like social media is social media you don't know what I'm doing in the background you might know what I'm doing in the background if I post it on my social media but I don't have to post everything on my social media to show that I am trying to support this family I'm fighting for rights and fighting for different things you don't have to do that it's what we're doing right even though we're gonna post this is what we're doing right now and we talk to each other and we're texting each other back and forth and then we going out to do the work 
everything is not going to be posted on social media. Yes, we can be getting a little desensitized, but I do think a lot of people are still fighting in the background. Yeah, yeah that's just like the lady with the Juneteenth thing. She did all that. We didn't know nothing about mm-hmm. that, but that became a holiday because she did that, and it wasn't on social media. She wasn't broadcasting right. it everywhere. She just went and did it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, here we go with a holiday, a federal holiday. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, some things are still happening. We just don't happening. see it. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of it like yeah. that. It, it just seemed like televised. with those other cases, like Trayvon and shit, like you constantly seeing that story everywhere. Like yeah, because it was a, it was, it was that was, it was new to be put out there as look at the video, look what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. is, is it a line we come into where we like this shit is normal, almost like another one? Yeah, yeah. like and. Not saying that we don't care and people ain't doing the work. I'm just saying it's like we just accept it now. I don't want to say that we're accepting it, but we are seeing that this is what's happening. That's all. Not that we don't want to accept it because we feel like this should not be happening. Right. right? But it's happening. Like, Like we are used to seeing something bad happening, whether it be from some other people or even us doing it to ourselves. We are... Like, um, yeah, I think that's getting numb to it. Yeah, and I think once we let ourselves get completely numb, that means the fucking government done did their job and doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Like, this country was built kind of on rebellion from from a government. Like, mm-hmm. no, we're not paying those taxes. We're not doing that shit. We we got our own way. It's our own country. I think. Like you say, the people behind the background, we need to support them more because it's a fight going on. Mm-hmm. Whether bodies are dropping or not, it's a fight going on. Trying to destroy us. And it's, I mean, it's economically it's, and fucking every other way they can. Every, yeah, and every, you just look around. We could look around Cleveland, Ohio. Look how things have changed. Moving, you can start in the suburb and start moving down into the inner city, and it's changing. Yeah. And the color of the people that's living in the inner yeah. city it's is changing. changing. Yeah. It's a lot of things that are changing, and we just need to, um, I mean, pay attention to it. Definitely mm-hmm. pay attention to it and keep fighting. You can't stop. But at the end of the day, is is part of the plan. Yeah, man. Lock the lock us the fuck up mm-hmm. and fucking keep us poor. I seen it was fucking. They got my boy Kodak. Oh, got Kodak on the nut. That's all why? I was saying. Why? Why? Guns. Guns and oxy pills. Why though? Why did they pull them over? I, they didn't ever even say why they even pulled them over. No, they never do. They, you gotta fucking be chill when you getting that money, man. Definitely agree and with you that. You feeding all them families. So many people depend on you. You can't. I I know. It's definitely in that lifestyle. You gotta keep a weapon with you, but maybe just keep a person who can legally have a weapon with you. Okay. Like, you got money, get security, pay for it. That ain't pussy shit. Like we were saying with tapping in. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to some cities, you better know somebody. Right. Wearing the wrong clothes can get you killed. You know what I'm saying? In the wrong neighborhood. Just you gotta protect yourself when you feed that many people, man. I also think that like you got, we gotta also look at like the bigger picture. Like why I think you made a point. The like he's feeding so many families, he's touching so many families, right? Like I don't even think 
the societal plan or American plan is to keep us poor. It's to keep you working. Because if you're working 40 hours a week, you don't have time to think about your dreams. You don't have time to do mm-hmm. all this other nope. shit, right? When you got money, when you got financial freedom, when you can live... Financial freedom means I'm free to not get the fuck up at 7 o'clock in the morning to be here and not, right? Right. Like, when, you have that, when you have that time to sit down and actually think about this and think about life and and not worry about how I'm paying this bill, that bill, and keep it moving, like, get you in the rat race, then you become dangerous. And I feel like Kodak giving a bunch of people that type of lifestyle to be able to start thinking about, other, and not just Kodak, other people, like, yeah. giving people a lifestyle where they are not in that rat race is more dangerous to the government or, like, the structure than... He is and his nonsense, right? Yeah. That is true, but financial freedom is financial freedom. Doesn't matter how. Meaning, it doesn't matter how you get it. I could still work for somebody and be financially free. Oh, I completely. I'm not disagreeing with you with that. I'm saying. Oh, so quit dishing at nine to fives then. I'm not. He's not. No, I never said. So I thought I heard that a couple of. No, I said having to work a nine to five is taking that time that you're there is taking away from you working on your stuff. I'm not. It's not the process of the nine to five. It's how much they're paying you. Like a livable wage, isn't the goal because a livable wage just keeps you in the rat race. They don't pay you enough to get. You ever seen that Instagram that says the the uh, CEO of the place pulls up in his Ferrari and the co and the worker and the worker says, "Man, that's a nice car." He's like, "Yeah, you keep working ten years, I could buy another one." Type of deal. Like, that's literally the game. And I think that when people in our community get to a space where they get a bunch of money and they start taking care of people. The dangerous part is, like, if Ron gets a play, is a, does a thing where he helps me out where I don't have to work anymore, now I'm a free, I'm able to be a free thinker because my bills are paid. And now I'm way more dangerous than him who's still working, doing this thing to f- apply that type of lifestyle for me. That's the that's the thing I'm saying. I'm not knocking nine to fives. I was raised off nine to fives. I would never disrespect that. That's just a part of the societal norm that keeps us in the Tyler, Tyler. Tyler. No, because still at the end of the day, if I'm going to work on my dream, no matter if it's a dream for me, if I have that, because everyone doesn't have them, some people do have them, it depends on what their dream is to fulfill, I'm going to make time for it. Good time for it, you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes we always push and push and no sleep, make money, keep pushing. You're not healthy. You know, mental not even going to be healthy to fulfill that you know, in a positive manner. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So when I say financial freedom, for me, financial freedom, regardless if I work somebody or not, it's not having no debt, period. Because if, if I'm not thinking about no, besides your regular bill, like a light bill or a gas bill or something, but any other debt, and if I'm not thinking about that, like, well, I have to work this job or even I have to work harder at my dream and my hustle to get this paid off, that's what, to, like, the definition of financial freedom is for me, mm-hmm. period. Okay. Not having any type of debt to where I could just maneuver how I want to maneuver, regardless of, if I'm working for myself, if I'm running after a dream, if I'm working for a company or whoever. So it's interesting because that that uh, that mindset about financial freedom and versus debt is interesting to have as a person who lives in a country that is in debt. Mm-hmm. Like we think, if I'm out of debt, I'm good in this country. Meanwhile, the castle that we live in is literally debt? in fucking Correct. debt. <laughs> like, yeah, that a lot of debt, right? I was just thinking financial freedom is, like you said, you get up and fucking whenever you want, and I can come here and pot. I can just come here and make pots all day. Mm-hmm. I don't have to work to 
fucking pay bills or none of that shit. I ain't got to think about none of that shit. I check with that, too. Yeah. I can just right, you, do what yeah. the fuck yeah. I want. Money free. Like, I, I don't, when it comes to money, I don't have to worry about that part. I got that. That's, yeah. I got a lot of that. Yeah. But that's the financial freedom that I think T. Bush was saying. Like, I got uh, money at my disposal. That's not my problem. My problem is me achieving my dreams now. So that's all I got. That's I'm all I'm going to I got fucking 50 people I'm feeding. Right. And they got the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. And hopefully, I mean, you think you know, think about uh, the boy, the, think about Brian, man, think yeah. about Maverick, yeah, man, my man with the lair, uh, the lair. Uh, I know. I forget dog's name, but my man with the lair clothing line. Yeah. Or uh, Paul, Rich Paul, like Rich Paul. Yeah. LeBron got the bread and worked on his craft and put. His now, boys. And, and what put you his do? boys through yeah. school. And, like, mm-hmm. I gave you a platform. You don't got to worry about this shit now. Yeah. And they were like, all right, I'm going to worry about this shit now. And now I can be a free... What does Rich Paul want to do? I want to be a fucking sport. I'm the... Now... I I have the ability to just dive into this, and now I'm the best sport agent, agent. there is right yeah, now. Ever. Maverick is best one years. of the best businessmen there because all he had to do was fucking go into that. And I think what's the reason why people like Kodak, like the like all those people are like in the space under attack under a microscope because they're giving out those opportunities to other top. black men. Yeah, that shit's they're, dangerous. They're, yeah, it's dangerous. It's fucking dangerous, right? Very, very yeah. dangerous. Scary. When you got fun. white kids at school talking about what you want to be and it's not LeBron, it's not Kobe, it's like, I want to be Maverick Carter. That's a fucking problem to yeah. somebody. Like, yeah. That's a that's an that's issue. Yeah, yeah. shout out to niggas true. like that. But though. it's just going back to back in the day where this what black people was doing back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Black Wall Street. Yeah, that they ain't like that. When we got that, when we got Black Wall Street, they was like, niggas can't have all this. Buses, mm-hmm. hospitals, fucking airline. Like, we got to blow this bitch up. Literally blow this bitch up. I have up. to be operating without any of them. Like, when they don't have a hand in anything. And nothing. The grocery store, the, the mail system, mm-hmm. everything was black, bro. Mm, 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 I be thinking we need that again, but they'll do something worse. I mean, you gotta understand that uh, the greatest thing that America has to trade is black culture and black people. Like we are. Like, I'm not the, saying that. That's the asset of this country. Hip hop. The hip hop culture. Our culture in general, like everything. Yeah, right? we everywhere. Every yeah, everywhere. we're everywhere around Global. the world, around right? The world. So like we are America's biggest asset. But you can't. We're still an asset to them. Like, it's not like, um, how am I trying to say this? We are not, at some point, it's still a... System of slavery. Like ownership. Yeah, yeah. especially, especially yeah, they they're still selling yeah. us off and doing crazy shit. Yeah. And it's like doing it indirectly. Not yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they doing it directly. We getting money while they doing it, though. But with, with the prison <laughs> system. <laughs> but, but still, like, now. Like, right. like fucking freeway, freeway needed a kidney the amount of money he made for them companies Def Jam you would think they would have like health insurance Mm. these young kids getting shot doing this drill music putting out this shit that y'all support y'all putting money behind them but when they get fucking shot y'all ain't paying any medical bills or nothing Mm-hmm. You ain't giving them no type of workman compensation. Like, yeah, because they pay, work at the end of the day, they be like, we gave you millions. What did you do with it? <laughs> no, I live my life. What do you mean? Sometimes <laughs> they make triple that, quadruple that off these kids, man. It's like, nuts. Streaming shit, you got to get what? Uh, like a million to fucking get 
It's so many streams you gotta get before you like how record sales it used to yeah. be a percentage. Like you might get a dollar or forty nine cent off every one you sell. Like with streams you gotta get like Oh no, it's cents. Hundreds of thousands before I you I think get, it's like I think the title pays the most in those things. So it's yeah. like cents. And and, yeah. and it's still cents, but it's higher than everybody else's if they play you get a whole bunch of streams on this shit. Yeah, show. man. You could argue black music is probably the biggest export of American culture and yet we sell our music for pennies on the dollar, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, which we don't have to do no more. No. You can go straight to the internet. You know what I'm saying? You gotta deal with these tech companies yeah, which are which is the new record labels. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you now you know the loopholes. Like, I guess not, if if you don't go and do your research. But, like, we got to see the locks get fucked in a deal, get out that deal, kind of go independent, blow up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to see parts of the game. Like, oh, them contracts really mean something. Even mm-hmm. if it's your friend, whatever business you go into, you like, if we got a contract, I probably need a lawyer to read it. You know what I'm saying? Sure you bring up the right. locks. It's another point that's like a part of this web is like all skin folk and kin folk are the same mm-hmm. people that fuck the locks, fuck TLC. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew TLC got fucked. Yep. And the locks did too. They hopped right in that motherfucking deal right after us. <laughs> like, I mean, because at the, at the end of the day, they throw that money at you. Right. And when they throw that money at you, you like, dude, we got we to gotta take this. We all get mm-hmm. this much money. Right. Boy, we about to... And we good. We going to make them their money. Let them make that money. But we going we gonna to get back. But then when you get in that deal for real and you, you ain't read that paperwork, it's all bad for you. Yeah, man. That Atlanta mayor said she got fucking two more high-profile... Rico cases? Rico yeah. cases coming. Wow. Yeah, she, was, she was like, yeah, six, 60 days, you'll see two more. Yeah, shit. I said, and, wow. Man, man. That's almost like how New York used to have the hip-hop police. Like, when the rappers would come there, because you would have to come there to do the fucking radio press tours or whatever, and the fucking police would follow you around and take pictures. Now it's like, you uploading this shit and making about videos say, about You taking shit. your own pictures, your yeah. own evidence, and putting it on IG. Uh, now, like, yeah. Lupe had just dropped the album, and he uh was giving an interview about it, and he was saying he don't think drill music it's entertainment. Like, he can't see it as entertainment because it's real shit. Like, they they really doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, like, something you can glorify when they talking about killing actual people and and really talking about it. Like, these kids is really stepping like that. He like, I think we need to reshape the narrative of that type of music real soon. Like, these these dudes is, like, Pooh Icey, one of my favorite rappers, fucked his career up. Soon as he was getting hot, playing with guns, you know what I'm saying? You live in a D, you know. It's, uh... That culture crazy, Yeah, bro. man, I, I still don't, I, you know, I guess I'm a little older, but, like, I, I still don't understand the whole, you in the game, you start making music because you feel like the game is, for whatever reason, you start making music. Maybe you just, like, like to do it. But then you get money... And now to solidify yourself in the music business, you go back to the game. Like that don't make any sense uh, to me. Like you, you put yourself because niggas. I think it's because in in that culture, niggas like to see you in that environment and really back in that. They don't want to see you prosper up out of that and say I don't do that no more. I'm I'm just rapping about it. They want to see you in the videos with all them niggas in the trenches. Mm-hmm. 
with guns, talking about we really do this shit. My nigga just caught a body the other day. He got the mask on right <laughs> over there. It's crazy. It's crazy. The goal, right, like, the goal is to get out, right? Bring them with you. Or buy up the hood and change it, but don't, like, go back but that's to That's what the young shit. guy was doing. What was his name? Young Oh, yeah. Yeah. They ain't like it. Well, somebody yeah, he did. was buying up a lot of properties. He was, though. Yeah, man. So, a Dolph? Yeah. Mm. I, Yo, you know his wife from Detroit? Or his ex-wife? Mm-hmm. No, she's from Detroit. She, her mom, wild story, her mom went to grad school with my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. so, like, I, like, I don't remember her at all. We were, like, associates because of our parents when we were, like, 11. But, yeah, that's his, she from Detroit. Oh, wow. Yeah, I ain't know that. So we we about to get into this questions. Huh? Let's get it going, baby. Smoke me in the bag. New segment where we uh drop random questions. Oh yeah. And we uh, all four of us gotta answer the five. T Bush, you gotta answer the question. Everybody real uh, touchy on this table today. I know, man. I know. <laughs> well, it's drinks on the table. Oh yeah. It's bottles, sorry, guys. It's bottles. All right, question. What's the question? If you could have three wishes, what would you ask for? Mm. Wow. Man. Ah, dang. <laughs> three Let me wishes. Think about that for a second. <laughs> All right. So my first one would be, I, I'm definitely just going to go with the cliche answer and say world peace. Okay. I need that. That's just something. If you got wishes and you can make something happen. That's one thing that we can just, I, I would just put out there. World peace would be one of mine. Um, after that, uh, um, I probably would, I, I, I'm, I, I love money, so I'm going to say uh, as much money as I can ever have. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I just need bread. I need all the bread. That's mm-hmm. two. And then three is... I ain't gonna, on my third wish, I probably wouldn't be as selfish. I would probably say, oh, you go. Um, all, <laughs> all the people that I know in my life, if it was at this point in my life right now, all the people that I know in my life um, be very prosperous and grow and, and, and just wish that everybody just had a great life. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my friends. I ain't gonna say everybody in the world. I'm just gonna say all my friends, though. Everybody I know. Like, just let everybody be good. Because then that'll bring all that bad news that you usually get up out of it, I think. And then it make everybody be like, oh, I'm just prosperous and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Everything's good. I mean, yeah. So I'll, that would be my three, I guess. Oh, you're just going to put it on me. Oh, huh? I go. I don't know which one was you going. You know. All right. <sighs> the first one, I agree with Lucy with world peace. Yeah. Definitely. Got to get that off. Uh, second. I'm just talking because I'm talking. I'm, I'm a little sleepy, guys. Um, who asked? Whoever asked this question? I know, this is like... Deep. <laughs> they deep. Yeah, because I can get real deep with it, and I only got... I got more than three wishes. But you just gotta give them three. I know, That's so to be um, just definitely uh, be set far as just with everything uh, financially, you know, with my family and all, you know, all those around. But my one wish, um, 
that I really, 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 really wish and really, really, really dwell on a lot. I wish Matthew was still here with us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. And that is something I always, always just wish about weekly, daily. Yeah. Like, I just feel like he supposed to be here and I don't understand it. Yeah. And it ain't, don't seem real. Yeah. So. Well, that's, that's a good one. one. Well, man. TB? Um, man, this is on the spot. I, uh... I think, I don't know if I would, I don't know, I, no, I'm not. I'm not going to agree with you guys on the first one on World Feet. You, know, you ain't trying to hear that shit? Uh, no, it's not that, man. It's just that human beings, you know. Need we, conflict. Well, we consume, man. And if, it's, if, if there's no world peace, there's no war, world peace in a general sense, like nothing bad is happening, we would eventually consume the world and it would just like destroy itself. There's too many of us that see here anyway, so. I don't know. And I think within conflict and chaos, there's come, there comes clarity, and I think we need all, we, need, we all need that in our lives. So we need a little bit of static here and there. Um, man, I would say a cure for cancer. Mm. I think okay. that would be Ooh, yeah. top That's of my list. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I think being having the ability to stop uh, hunger mm. would be my number two. Mm. And I mean, number three would be a very, 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 very large bag because then I could just take care of my people. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, can, I, can, I can fulfill all the other shit I need to do if I have a very, very large bag. I get some Elon Musk four. money. I'm good. That's three. That was bad. You disagreed on one. No, let me, let me leave it alone. That's not a wish. My wish is not disagreeing with you. Like... Hey, yo, world peace, right, Michael world Jackson. Peace. I'm not. <laughs> All right, my three would be, my main three I always talk about, mental, physical, and spiritual for everybody. Mm. Mm. So there probably will be world peace. We'll probably be back like we was in the Bible or something, living mm. thousands of years or so. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, bro. I was well thought out, buddy. Uh... Financial freedom, ability to do whatever I want, uh, stellar health, so I can live for a while. I guess like where I said, everybody have a good mental space, like just to feel love. Like, mm. Everybody feel love. I would like that. I think it's a lot of hurt now here. Um, people feel alone or feel like they ain't got people to turn to mm-hmm. and depend on. Uh, they make foolish decisions thinking that they're alone. So, everybody yeah. feel love. Those are some good ones. So. Hey, guys. All right, uh, guys. We're gonna fucking get out of here. We have been drinking way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out TB for coming through, bro. Mm, you know, anytime you're in the city, you can come down. Um, y'all just... Enjoy yourselves. Realize that you're doing a lot of this police work for them with this Instagram posting and shit. Just chill out, guys. It's the GB7 podcast. Lock in. It's the GB7. What? 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 Oh. oh.